serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with david dave and connor david sterling dave stevens connor ennis i am tony pervenanzi it is uh sunday uh, what is it? The nineteenth? No, no, it's the twenty first. Holy shit! These days are going by fast. Um, yeah, we uh, just uh, finished up our one week of winter here in Minnesota. Uh, we are now going back to fall slash spring for the foreseeable future. Uh, I know, David. David, you had a was it a was it a freeze warning down in Fort Myers? Um, we had was a it? whole lot of shit. Um, yeah, actually, we had a, a wind chill advisory this morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I when I got up, which was late because of the Packer game and having a lot of beer to drink, um, it was still like forty something. I don't remember now. Forty something, and the wind chill was in the twenties. Um, but the advisory was supposed to be wind chill in the low in the low teens. I don't know if it actually got there, but do we have any iguanas dropping? Well, you know, see, that's the sucky thing. There aren't iguanas around my home. Um, mm. I've never seen one even within maybe 10 miles of my house. So mm. I, I have no oh. idea. No, that I'm sucks. sure they were. I'm sure they were. They there. were dropping. Yeah. 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 I was, I was waiting for the cold snap to hit you at some point. It was, it was pretty big. So. But now we're uh, we're back to our regularly scheduled winter for this winter, which will be highs in the 30s to 40s for the rest of the week or up to 10 days. So uh, two weeks, I think I saw on the weather report, yeah. it would be in, in the 40s. Still haven't used my new snowblower yet, um, which I've is crazy. Once, which is having I'm... a shovel. Nope, nope, nothing like that. So yeah. it's been a, it's been a good winter. Um I I know you guys know this, but I am missing uh, my usual uh, audience today. Uh, two weeks ago after this podcast, uh, the following Monday, we had to put my dog Draco down um, after 15 years. So, uh, yeah. so I'm missing him watching me from the couch and, you know, getting all pissed off when he had to go to the bathroom and all that type of stuff. So. Yeah, it's been tough. Tough two weeks without my little dog, my little buddy, hanging out. Um, other exciting news, guys. Uh, yesterday, for the first time in history, in my history of my family, we had an emergency appendectomy done. Oh no! Oh my fun. goodness! Not on myself. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter, Lauren, uh, woke up uh, yesterday morning. Well, actually, woke up really early yesterday morning. She said her side hurt. Uh, we thought she had kidney stones once again. Uh, but, uh, nope, we took her to the doctor and, nope, oh, but the appendicitis got to take that mm. fucker out right now. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So yesterday was spent, uh, at the hospital, uh, getting her appendix taken out. So that was fun. Yeah. Good times had by all. Is um, recovering uh, by now. Is she back yeah, home or still at the hospital? Oh yeah. She's, she's back home. It was uh, outpatient. Uh, she was pretty looped up yesterday when we got her home on all the drugs she was on. But now this, today she's walking around and wants to go back to school because it's finals week. So oh, uh, we're uh, mm. we're gonna drive her into school for some tests and hopefully bring her back home and 
you know, she can rest some more. So, but uh, yeah, so that was fun. Good times. Good times. <laughs> I told my kids they're not allowed to have any more surgeries because uh, they've had so many uh, in the past couple of years. You know, it's been kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah, enough uh, yeah. surgeries for your family right now anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We keep keep using up our uh, keep hitting our deductible every fucking year with our uh, with our insurance. So but. I was thinking, you know, Kelly had her had her surgery at the end of the year, and then Lauren had hers. I was thinking that we hit our deductible. Um, I might just go get a just surgery. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe like a, you know, <laughs> something. You know, I mean, it's got to be something good. Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Have more clean up my heart or something like that. I don't know. Just do something. Some maintenance. Yeah. Maybe. No. But anyways, guys, that was my weekend. Uh, David, what have you been doing for the past two weeks? Anything fun? Um, no, 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 I'll have an exciting week this week. Um, we finally got our insurance claim cleared from Hurricane Ian, uh, 15 months later. So nice. We're, uh, tomorrow we're getting our roof tiles torn off Mm -hmm. and then got to get the exterior of the house painted and and a new roof put on and all that's going to happen this week. So, um, but yeah, honestly, nothing just being chilly. Yeah. Cold. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave is back from Cleveland. We will have no fun time in Cleveland today. Uh, sounder because Dave is back. Um, Dave, are you going out anywhere else now? Are you back for a while? Or are you? It, it, yeah, it's it's a shame there's not a third uh, tourism video that we could play today because you know that was that was a lot of fun. But no, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I've been home now for just over a week after my trip to the Cleveland area, so it's good to be back in Minnesota, uh, especially now that the weather might warm up a little bit. Uh, and no, yeah, I don't really have any. Uh, I do have another trip coming up to very upstate New York, but uh, that was actually going to be. Originally supposed to be tomorrow. I was going to fly out tomorrow, but I got delayed last minute. So it looks like I'll have another week here in Minnesota to enjoy some of our tropical weather. So that's nice. Yeah, you don't want to go upstate New York right now because they don't they have like eighty inches of snow right now? Is it like ridiculous? Yes, pro- probably. And I'm not going to be right near. I wouldn't like where I'd be is like way upstate New York. Uh, so it's not. I. It wouldn't be lake effect snow wouldn't be necessarily an issue. It might be for my drive. I'd have to drive from either Buffalo or Syracuse to get up there. But yeah, but yeah, probably just as well. I get to wait a week unless uh, unless it gets worse. Who knows? But yeah, so it was nice being home. I got to uh, yesterday. I got to go to a Gophers hockey game against Ohio State. Hadn't been to a Gophers hockey game in quite a quite a few years, at least two or three years. So that was awesome. Got to do that. And then uh, today I went to the uh, Bart's Snow Sculptures in New Brighton. Had never been there before. Oh, Check right. that out. Pretty impressive. It's it was the first time I saw it, but it's really impressive to see like in person. It's massive. It's 21 feet tall, 48 foot long. Took the There are two Bart's brothers, I guess. It took them like a combined, I want to say 1,200 hours to create the sculpture. So yeah, pretty impressive. Shit. Well, only, it only lasts to like the end of this week, right? So that's it. Yeah, I, I think it goes, it might go to early February, but it's it depending on the weather. So this if if it gets out truly does get up into the forties this week, it uh yeah, might not be around too much longer for sure. Well, 
I find it hilarious because, of course, with our weather, all these ice castles have opened up this last week. And so, like, Maple Grove, they're doing theirs. The one in Delano, which is a huge one, just opened theirs up. But now I think that after this next coming up week, they're going to have to close again. I mean, they're yeah. just going to close for the season. Mm. It's not going to happen. So they got the pond hockey thing. They got that off this weekend. But they play again the next weekend. And they're thinking, well, they're not going you know, to be able to play next weekend because there's no – going to be the ice is going to be shit. So, yeah, it's been a crazy winter. Um, speaking of Ohio State, did you guys see the uh, the uh, women's basketball? Uh, the Ohio State women beat the oh, Iowa women. The Iowa, yeah. And, and uh, uh, they stormed the court. Ohio State stormed the And the injured, uh, is it Caitlin Clark? Caitlin yeah, Clark. She I, I only she saw is now, the headline. She got injured. Well, if you watch the video, go. it's on. You can see it, find it on Twitter or X or whatever. A fan goes rushing onto the court, and Caitlin Clark's kind of walking off and just totally just runs into her. I think it was an accident, but Caitlin Clark goes flying, and uh, I think she's injured now. So, uh, yeah, this will be this will be the uh, the next thing where they will not let people flood the courts; they'll put big barriers up around it, you know, so people can't go on there and do that shit. So, yeah, quite interesting. Um, Connor, what have you been doing for the past two weeks? Anything fun, exciting? Um, nothing too exciting. I think it's been pretty low key. Um, other than, uh, I think the most, I think the most fun part of my last couple of weeks have been watching the Packers play. Um, of course we we know that the Packers lost yesterday against the 49ers, which, you know, it was a, it was a hard fought game. I'm proud of them. And, but uh, I mean, it was just, Amazing last week to see them beat the Cowboys in spectacular fashion. So that was mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, yeah, they that just kind of uh, just kind of hanging out with my my son. We uh, we went to a little indoor playground today, so that was pretty cool. And nice. uh, just uh, one up in Plymouth. It was at the Plymouth Community Center, so it's uh, it was mm. very very cool. Cool. Well, yeah, I go I go there quite. A- quite a bit actually not to go not to play on the playground myself but they have a what? they have a <laughs> they have an indoor they uh near, <laughs> right in the same building they have an indoor walking track and then they actually yeah. have a dome that you can walk in as well so i, yeah. I go there quite a bit in the winter months so yeah it's a great have, place their playground yeah. is really nice and, I've, and i'm looking i was looking at what else they have there i was and i'm thinking maybe i should check that place out again sometime and i mean they've got all sorts of classes I think there is. I mean, they definitely have. I mean, obviously they have basketball, pickleball, volleyball at different times, open play, and I. I they probably have leagues, although I haven't looked into that yet as well. But they have a you know big mm-hmm. couple big gyms that they can use, and the the track actually goes around those gyms, so it's kind of kind of really cool design, cool building. So that's neat. Nice, yeah. So, anyways, guys, it's free we are to, to oh, walk. That is, it's free. I should mention. Sorry, that well, free. free to walk or free. run on the track. Free to which walk. Is cool. All right. All right. So, uh, anywho, guys, we are drinking tonight, Sunday night. Um, I think we all have local beers, uh, especially David. Do you have a beer from Florida tonight? I do. New brewery too. What? Holy shit! Right. Yeah. Well, we'll go with you last since you have a new brewery. Um, I'll go first because I don't have a new brewery, but uh, I have a brewery I've been to multiple times. Actually, it's become Dave and I's kind of after work brewery to go to every couple weeks. 
and that is heavy rotation in Brooklyn Park. Uh, I want to mention they have new crawlers now. Uh, they don't no longer use the glass ones. Uh, they are using these nice metal ones now, guys, which have the nice toppers on them. So they're easier to pour. Thank God. Because yes. anybody who knows buying a, a crawler, a can crawler, knows pouring them into a glass is a pain in the fucking ass. Yep. Uh, I, I just rhymed that, by the way. But uh, so they have new crawlers now, which is great. I went with their BP Pale Ale, which is an American Pale Ale, comes in at five percent, and it is very, very good, guys. It is, it's a, it's a pale ale, but it's like, it's very light. It's very like it goes down easy, uh, very crushable because you could have a bunch of this stuff. So, hats off again to Heavy Rotation. And by the way, uh, they are crushing it up there with all the different events they have. Go to their website, take a look on their Twitter. They do something like every fucking night, uh, open mic nights, free meat raffles, uh, hash last purse bingo, uh, sporting events. Uh, what sometimes they'll have games like Timberwolves games will be on if, if you're wearing Timberwolves gear, it's a dollar off your beer. I mean, these guys are 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 hitting all the ballpark with all the stuff they have going on. Plus, they have pull tabs, electronic pull tabs. They have an NBA Jam machine in there now. It is a great place to go and dog friendly. I mean, can't complain. So, unfortunately, wow. one final one final thing. Unfortunately, our green cups that Dave and I got at the beginning <laughs> of the year, which was get a dollar off for every ten degrees in temperature down to like zero or whatever it is. Uh, we had hoped to use that this week. Dave forgot his cup, so we didn't use it, and now temperature's going to go back up. So we're never going to get to. <laughs> Drink outside for four dollars this year, I don't think. But. Yeah, for yeah, for, for we could have had the four dollar beers if I didn't forget my cup this past week. Um, but uh, yeah, because if we went, it's still a deal in a sense that if we went say this week, um, I think you'd still get a dollar off regardless of the temperature. I want to say yeah, it's six. It's six like, bucks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so a dollar off. Save a buck. So yeah, so yeah, so we'll never get. Well, I mean, we'll make our money back. But again, it was a great idea. Uh, but didn't get as cold as I think they thought it would get. So, anywho, uh, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have a brewery that I have not had in a long time. It is a favorite of mine, though, and this beer is absolutely fantastic. It's for, I have a beer from Then Brewing, uh, over in no. uh, and you know what? I think I I don't think I have that on the on the list here. So I'm gonna go ahead and add that, uh, really quick. But I, over on, uh, if if you if you guys know Brent Ven Brewing, it's over in like southeast, the, the southeast side mm -hmm. of Minneapolis. It's, uh, just off it's of, really uh, near 55. Minnehaha Falls, right? Yeah, it's That's really true. near Minnehaha Falls. And I, if yeah. you've ever been there, it's a great tap room. Uh, but I'm drinking their Chronicopia, and it's a West Coast double IPA. Um, it's it has mosaic, eureka, and Columbus hops as well, and it's eight point two percent. So I'm uh, gonna go ahead and uh, end this weekend off with a bang with this one. Uh, but easy out your yeah, it's just the right just the right amount of uh, hoppy for me. So it's great. So it's not citrus at all, very dry, and yeah, it's it's great. I haven't had I I really kind of went hard for the for the Packer game last night. I I really kind of went hard in the beers for the first time in a while. So it was kind of nice to let loose for a little bit. And I had two of these, and I had a couple of insights West Coast IPAs hmm. too. 
Um, nice. But uh, they had a couple left over, and this is this is great. I would definitely buy again, and they sell it at. I think they sell it at any Hive around the area as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen Van at Hive's. Yes, they do sell it there, which is awesome. Great, uh, Dave. What do you got tonight? Yeah, Ven is. I just yeah, Ven's a great brewery, and I love yeah, I love how it's so close to Minnehaha Falls. So and they, uh, even in the winter, that place is cool to check out Minnehaha Falls if you haven't. And uh, nice idea to stop over at Ven Brewing because it is a great tap room. I think another dog friendly one if I remember right. But uh, yeah, I've been there exactly. I think, so. I think yeah. twice. Yeah, nice brewery. Anyways, what do I have? Um, I'll keep it quick because I find I'm excited. It's a good one. Uh, but I finally have a chance to drink the uh, crawler that uh, Tony, you and I picked up from Lynn Lake Brewing. So obviously not a br new brewery or new, but it is a new beer for the podcast. But yeah, since you featured your uh, Lynn Lake uh, beer last last podcast, I believe. Mm -hmm. But I kind of forgot. I know we mentioned it on the pod. I forgot what I got. Um, I then came home from Cleveland to realize that I ended up going with uh, basically a limited series, limited release. So it's not something that you can get right now. Unfortunately, I think they might bring it back periodically throughout the year because it is, it is a great beer. It's um it's a American pale wheat beer and um, it's actually called karate chimps. And I didn't know karate the name chimps. until I, <laughs> I didn't know why it was called that until I, I went onto the website and apparently Tang, the drink Tang, um, I, I, something I used to drink back in the day, like way back mm -hmm. in the day. I can't remember the last time I had powdered orange powdered tang or whatever before, mm -hmm. but apparently like in the late nineties or I think very early two thousands, they had a, a, a commercial that I don't know, apparently it went viral, yes. but it featured mm -hmm. featured chimpanzees in there drinking tang and doing karate and whatever else was right. going on. Karate chimps. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. So it, it, and it kind of makes sense because yeah, just getting to back to the beer, it, uh, they do throw some uh, tangerine orange flavor into it and it's not overpoweringly. So, so it's not, it doesn't, it's not like you're drinking a glass of Tang, but it is kind of nice. It kind of, kind of takes the edge off the hops, uh, which, which it's not a very hoppy beer. It's 30 IBUs. So it's very easy drinking. It's only 5% alcohol by volume. So yeah, again, just an easy drinking, sipping good beer. Yeah. I love it. So and nice. it was, I think I, I think we mentioned last time that was, that was the first time I tried a Lynn Lake beer. The first time mm -hmm. I went to that brewery. So mm -hmm. pretty impressed with uh, what they've got to offer. So this was just another good one. Karate chimps. There you go. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And finally we got David. Uh, what do you got from the land of Florida tonight? Yeah. So I have um, from intuition ale works in Jacksonville. Um, I've got the Party Wave Hazy IPA, and it's a uh, 52 IBU, 6.2 ABV um, hazy that's uh, really, really tropical fruit, fruity, tropical fruity, fruit. Um, lots of tropical fruit. Um, I don't know the names of the hops that they used. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it has something like citrus in it. Um, but it's, I, I would say, pineapple and mango is what I get out of it. Um, they also say that it's brewed with wheat. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, it's it's really smooth. Yeah, it, it nice. tastes a bit like a hoppy wheat beer, I guess. But um, 
Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good hazy. Sweet. That so- sounds definitely similar to what I'm drinking right now. There you go. Did you say the party wave, David? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually found it here. It looks like there's much more than you even said. That you were right with the mango, but you've got uh, pineapple, papaya, and guava in there too. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it's You're... nice. Yeah, very tropical party. fruity. It's a party. I'm not even sure I know what guava tastes like. I don't think I, so either. Well, I, I was like I was gonna say. I mean, I I feel like I'd I'd be able to taste uh, the pineapple, but I'm pretty impressed with your palate, David. If you're pulling out, you know, guava and and things like that, but I suppose being down in Florida, maybe you eat a lot more fresh tropical fruit than uh, we do. But not really. <laughs> no, not really. I, mean, no, I, do I could, no. but no, not really. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't do that. No, we don't do it. Maybe no. tropical beers. Uh, yeah, exactly right. That's his only tropical fruit is tropical beers. In fact, um, uh, on that note, I've never yet. Since being here for two years and what six months, I've yeah. yet to have a Florida orange. Mm. Oh, wow. wow! The hell, man! Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've had those. You know, like the kids always get those little, little mini Clementines? tangerine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are technically those are Florida. I think, but I don't mm-hmm. consider them oranges. I don't know. So I've never had like a legit Florida orange since being down here. Have you had a key lime yet? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Dang. Yeah. Well, that works. That works. Um, speaking of breweries, guys, uh, Connor, do you have a brewery list up? I do. Yes. Is Warrior Brewing on there? Warrior Brewing. I feel like I saw it. Yes, in Duluth. Unfortunately, those they are closing. Uh, oh, they are. No way. Dude, yeah, they are. Yeah, they were. I had a, veteran, I've had a beer from them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, veteran owned. Uh, they put up the post up on Facebook, uh, probably like last week, saying they had to. They had to get out of there. Uh, they're trying to sell the brewery uh, for pennies to the dollar at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if they ran into financial issues or what. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, looks like Duluth's going to lose a brewery, which sucks. Um, but yeah, good beers up there. I think Dave, you've had it. I think I've had yep. their beers before. Um, great brewery and a veteran owned too. So, which is kind of a mm-hmm. kick to the kick to the gut there that a veteran owned brewery yeah, is, that, is going out of business. That is, so. a, that is a shame. And it was one that I could find even at my local, you know, liquor store. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that's a shame. I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah. And I, I didn't. I haven't, you know, Tony, you and I have both been up to Duluth in the past, I guess, year. I mm-hmm. didn't have the chance to go there. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't now. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're kind of off. It's weird with Duluth. You know, you, you got, they're off kind of the beaten path off of 35, yeah. a little bit further to the west. So not really mm-hmm. easy to get to. Um, unlike some of the breweries, like the breweries down in Canal Park are easy to deal with, right? And then Fitkers, of course, and whatever castle danger but they're kind of off up there so and bent paddles kind of up in that area too but they're a little bit bigger so but yeah sucks that they're closing down but maybe somebody else will come in and uh get a new brewery out of the deal who knows but uh yeah yeah well good round of beer guys uh let's get into some loons news of course the big news today guys is uh ray has ray has come ray has has Come to Minnesota, guys. Spotted. Yes. Is there yeah. photo? Is there photographic evidence? Not yeah, that I've like seen. The, kind of like the Bigfoot photograph. I think it's a little blurry. Yeah. 
Uh, but it's him. Uh, but no, he uh, he came in. He's coming in today, and then he's flying for for physicals and stuff. And then he's flying down to Tucson to meet with the team. I'm I know I'm 100 correct, guys. When I said this earlier on Twitter and with you guys, is that he waited until the weather was going to be good, or they were going down to Tucson before he came because he doesn't want to deal with the cold weather up here. That's the deal. It, it's tough to argue that. I mean, if yeah. it's right into that. You know his timing couldn't uh, couldn't be any better if if he was at all concerned about the uh, cold snap we just got out of here in Minnesota. So it's interesting. I'm just amazed that this news didn't drop tomorrow afternoon, and then it actually right. dropped hours before we record. It's, it's right. not the norm. Usually, usually the news drops after we put it out. So that's true. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so the panic the panic meter kind of maybe lowers for some people, I guess. Just it was nice. only a week. It was only a week. Um, and I get it that, you know, people on, on Twitter and I understand Loons fans. And I know there's some of them who listen to our podcast and I get it, guys. I get the fact that you're you get upset because our star player isn't here. But then again, I kind of figured he was going to show up at some point. Either he's going to show up or he's going to be sold. One of those two things is going to happen. Um, and if you look at other sports star players are given a little bit of a leeway coming into training camp or they get there and they don't actually train with the team for a while, stuff like that. It happens everywhere. It's not a, it's not a loons thing. It's, it's a sports thing. Um, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm happy he's here. Uh, I know how happy he'll be when the season starts and we look like shit, but, uh, well, you know, it's it's for yeah, another thing. He, he you know he does. It's I'm not making excuses, but you know he lives in Argentina. It's not as easy mm-hmm. to get here from say Woodbury, you know, or, or anywhere else like that. So, but again, not an excuse. He should be. He should know when training camp is start. You know when the preseason starts. When training camp opens last week, he's a week late. Not making excuses, but yeah, I'm excited to have him here. Why not? And you know everybody's kind of down on the season and with understandably so with what we've gone through we don't have a coach in place our general manager chief soccer officer is not even here yet i should say uh as we record this so there are a lot of reasons to be frustrated but then again i don't know here now right it's a significant improvement over last year right they have pookie Mm -hmm. up top a healthy robin lude Uh, you know maybe there's a little reason for optimism heading into this season compared to last season right last season you yeah we had Heath was here we had a head coach we had a CSO but we didn't you know we didn't have Ray we didn't have Pookie we little did we know Robin Lude was going to get injured you know early in the season so I I don't know shouldn't there be more optimism this year than there was last year minus the coach and we're not having a coach but I don't know I'm kind of waffling on how I feel about this season Add on to that the the youth we have in Caden Clark too is on. on True, good point. Uh, well, speaking of that, yeah. Speaking of that, Connor, everybody's probably excited that Ray's back, except for Caden Clark. Caden <laughs> Clark, I'm sure, was thinking, "Well, Ray's going to do this whole like month, two month bullshit again. I'm going to an opportunity here to be the, number the top guy, the number ten here yep. on this team, and show everybody that I'm I'm really good." And uh, well, and I'm telling, and I'm, I'm telling you guys, if that happened, Caden Clark, being a, a Minnesota-born player, 
his fan base would have gone through the roof. I'm saying that right oh, now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's... But, and, I mean, but you wonder, though, and it's interesting we're seeing, we're seeing reports, and we're, I'm bringing this up because we're talking about Reynoso, but, like, I wonder if Robin Lude is... You know, I would assume Robin Lude and, and all of our attackers, you know, uh, are happy with Reynoso's return. You would have to assume they're happy, but... You know, let's say Reynoso held, you know, didn't come back. He didn't come back, let's say, until after the start of the regular season. Um, seeing reports that Robin Lude, you know, might be playing out right on the right wing. But if Reynoso wasn't here, certainly a possibility would be for him to play in the mid center mid, you know, in sure, the 10 spot. True. But I doubt that's going to happen now. So now you got to going back to it, you know, you know, is Robin Lude going to be on the right wing and. There's but, talk. Uh, I we haven't seen it, but talk that you know Bongi can move back out to the left. So it also we'll depends on what Cameron Knowles wants to do with his uh with with his strategy at this point. Because as we as we know now, Sean McCauley is gone. He went and took the head coaching job at Indy Eleven, and yep. uh, so now we have Cameron Knowles, who uh, who has uh, who, who was the coach of what MNUFC two, I think, right? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, so what are his plans for the club I wonder? Um I does does he plan on just keeping everybody in their natural positions like Keith did or or well I, that's a stretch to say that but um oh. does he does he plan on switching it up a little bit or or what? I, I don't think so. you really don't I don't think so. I don't think so Connor. I think that he's been told by upper management to keep things the way they are right now until they find a head coach. I mean, That's not you don't want to, you don't want, but you don't want to, like, here's the deal. You don't want to fuck around with shit and then have a new coach come in and fuck around with shit even more. So instead of making changes, you know, they'd end up making changes three times. You know, now at least if a new coach comes in, they only make a change once, you know, so it's not. I'm not you sure know, I, I think there was reports uh, from Greeter. Yeah. Um, that Knowles made comments that, um, that uh, Khaled had system plans and that he was Knowles was going to kind of work within those plans of that Khaled had. And I, I think that's a terrible idea. I mean, yeah. if we're going to have a CSO come in. Who's going to have this idea of what we're supposed to play like? And then they're going to go and hire a manager mm -hmm. who's going to have this idea of what we're supposed to play like. That's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's exactly. not a good idea. And yeah. so, Tony, I'm with you. I think they need to just keep going with what they did last year mm -hmm. because that's what the team knows. And honestly, Knowles is probably familiar with it, too. And just do that until we get a manager and let that manager dictate because it's never a good thing to have the front office dictating things for sure when it's yeah. tactical system, like you, your, your head coach manager, whatever you want to call them should be making the player personnel decisions. He should be telling the scouts who to look for, what to look for, he should be kind of having the final say and who's being signed. And I'm getting this feeling that Khaled's coming in with these ideas that that's not going to be the case. 
and I'm very concerned. And I mean, maybe he's got these ideas because that's not going to be the case because we don't have a permanent manager. But Tony, like you said, don't fuck with things. Like, leave exactly. it alone. And yep. until we get somebody who's set. Right. right. And good good point, because couldn't uh, what you're alluding to there is it might make this position maybe less desirable if they, yeah. you know, a potential coaching candidate for this club knew that, you know, the, 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 the CSO, the front office was going to have their kind of hands on everything, yeah, you know, or at least some things. So it would well, make it not as attractive position to have in that case, one point, if that was the case. One point though, and, and this is just out there out of left field here, but maybe Khaled has a guy or a couple guys in mind who share his same philosophy. It's possible. Who he's, ta- who he's talked to, who he's like, well, this is what I want to do. And they're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. You know, as long as I can make a little bit some minor adjustments here and there. I mean, that's what he's thinking, is that they're going to sign somebody who he's already kind of talked to and 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 dealt with a little bit. And maybe that's it. But you, you don't go fucking with shit right now <laughs> without an actual head coach on the team. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just playing with fire. And it also, I mean, it, if you think about the fact that Knowles is completely inexperienced, I mean, yes, yeah. so he coached MNUSC too. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically high school. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, I don't think you should be screwing around with stuff when you're dealing with a coach that's probably not terribly suited to really do anything i mean you know he's he's a filler position of a filler he's he's filling the role of a filler i mean it's not like i don't know i i I think it's uh it's a rough situation that makes me really nervous um and so to dave's point about we should be maybe optimistic about the fact that we're coming into the season really the big spot is the manager but we've got some players coming back and we've got, you know, we've got the core coming back and we've got Lud coming back healthy, all this kind of stuff. We should maybe feel a bit optimistic, but when you start getting these little snippets that are getting reported, it, it makes me really nervous. I don't, I, I'm just really concerned as Dave mentioned that we're going down this track of, we're going to have like, three candidates that we can choose from because nobody's going to want to coach here. Right. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating that we, we go into this season knowing basically that we're going to have open DP slots. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's definitely frustrating, but then again, what, you know, what kind of contribution did we get from those slots? We didn't have, we, that we're missing now, but we didn't have Robin Lude healthy. Um, it's so, but I guess I probably don't need to remind anyone that's listening to this that you know the loons were not a playoff team last year. So uh, even right. if they are marginally better coming, if we they're were. marginally better coming into the season, <laughs> that's not we good weren't? enough, right? This is a news uh, to me. I uh, thought we were in the playoffs last uh, year. I'm pretty sure. If we can, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I don't, I, I don't think so. Don't, don't listen to Dave. <laughs> Maybe my memory is failing me. I, I just. Uh, Two thousand like don't have a strong memory. Never existed. <laughs> Did we? I thought Adrian Heath led us to the promised land last year. Is that not true? He no? did yes. by leaving. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's 
Getting it's amazing it. how fast we're here. We are at the end of January. It's amazing how fast time flies, you know. But at the same point, yeah. you know, he's firing in last season seems like years ago to me. It just it, it does. It seems like ages a long time ago. Ages. Yeah, it does feel um, like a long time. Let's talk about some signings, guys, or potential. Well, guys who have signed and they haven't really announced it yet, or things of that nature. Because there's a lot. Um, there's a lot of uh, things, balls up in the air, as as they say. Um, we talked about, I think we talked about Dotson already, uh, the right back who came so. in. Um, but we also, I, I don't think we touched on, uh, we might have Jordan Ad- Adebayo Jordan Smith. Adebayo Smith, yeah. Yep, the uh, center forward from the, he was with Revolution number two and MLS Next Pro. We signed him up. It looks like he will be backing up Pookie uh, up top because um, I believe uh, I don't think we we don't have any depth there at all. A bunch of young guys. Um, and then we have Braun, who is on loan from us for us for, from uh, where's he? Meridiano. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we got him he's coming the, in. Alejandro, um, Alejandro Braun. I think we mentioned him, but he's the Costa Rican international. Right, right. You know, he's a right. What is he? He's a uh, a center, a midfield, defensive midfield, right? I believe he's a defensive Defen- midfield yep. with the ability yeah. to play center back as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and then we also have verbally agreed to uh, deal with Victor Eriksson, who's a center back. Um, he's from what is he? Swedish, I believe. Yeah, he's from the Sw- Swedish. Uh top league of course but yeah he's 23 year old 23 year old from sweden and and um yeah so this one you know all, all the, i think well, how do you phrase it tony dollar store moves i mean but victor right. erickson kind of he, he well, seems a little interesting to me just because of his age um and you know we i don't know hit or miss coming out of scandinavia i should say but it's it's hard to i haven't watched any of his his um games obviously but i shouldn't say obviously but i don't know it's of all the moves that you've announced so far, this one kind of seems, you know, the highest ceiling, so to speak. Yeah, I, say, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, he's the ceiling does seem good. He does, and I think we got him for fairly cheap. I don't know. He was under a mill, wasn't he? I believe he was. I'm trying to think of what his. Um, well, yeah, his. I'm trying to think here. I think it was under, he's under a million dollars in terms of transfer market. So I got to believe that he's, we didn't pay that amount for him, but uh, yeah. But it, <laughs> it's funny guys. Um, I'm looking at all the moves. I, again, hats off to um, Blake for putting up this. He's got his little, he's got his little uh, chart on his uh, Twitter slash X page. Which he does, he spends a lot of time on. Uh, it's great. It's a great up. tool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, great tool. Um, so Erickson, the uh, Korak, who they're uh, rejected, they're still in negotiations for. You got Harvey, uh, you got Neiman. All these guys are under a million bucks, uh, which tells me that, like, again, Dave, you're right. I've said this before. The 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 loons right now are shopping at dollar store because, well. They're, they have no general manager. Well, they do, but he's coming over next week. And they have no head coach. Right. Which yeah. they're shopping at the general store, a dollar general store, and that's that. And and 
And I understand why people get pissed off about this, right? I really do. Right. Because we had a season last year that was so like jumbled with Ray not being here and us doing well for a while. And then I was not doing well. And then I was coming back. And the firing of Heath and all this bullshit that happened. You thought they'd go into the season and be like, okay, here's our plan. New head coach, new general manager. Let's spend some money. Let's make a splash. We know we have the talent on this team, but they haven't done that. And right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's interesting because I look back at last season and I feel like it's a season of where dare I use Adrian Heath's phrasing, but we were just a couple pieces from being something better, you know? And, it, you know, we've always been that kind of, right? But going into the offseason, no longer having Adrian Heath, there was optimism about maybe we'll actually fill those couple pieces <laughs> and we'll actually spend the money to get the pieces that we need finally and it, and and get there. But the front office pissed away the entire offseason um, by hiring a, a CSO who couldn't even be here and then mm. not wanting to, I don't know, not wanting to get into hiring a, a manager without the CSO, I maybe is the thing what, what happened. So it made sense, and I'm glad, to be perfectly honest, that they aren't spending money because I don't want anybody spending money when no one knows the system, no one knows what we really need, what a manager is going to want, anything like that. So I'm kind of happy about that. But I feel like there was the opportunity to come into this season as on a high note. Like I feel like it was very promising starting from scratch the way we were planning on doing. It's just we're starting from scratch and – February now, right? When the season starts, you know, three weeks after we start from scratch. I mean, it's it's like we we pissed away three months, right? Doing absolutely nothing, right? I think Blake said right. we're 106 days without a coach now. I think. True. I mean, that's insane. That's just yeah. completely insane. And so it sucks. It's good that we're doing the Dollar General shopping because that's what we should be doing in this situation. It's what sucks is the fact that we're in this situation to begin with. Right. I mean, we just right. shouldn't be, I think the whole planning was just fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe they'll overachieve with, with who they have on the roster right now, but it, I, you know, it, it's hard to You're be talking optimistic. a little bit of a uh, money ball strategy <laughs> a little bit. I, I don't, I don't even know if it's that because we are, our, our CSO isn't even in state isn't even here, but the, the frustrating part is like, even if, even if we do get a coach say in the next weeks or months to come, you know, prior to the, the summer secondary transfer window opening, it's like, where will this club be in the standings? We know that the Western conference, heck all of MLS, it's a completely, you know, it's a very, you know, challenging league. It's it's, they yep. could easily be, in last if, if things don't go right. I mean, if they don't get, they don't get everything out of the players that they currently have in their roster. So how can you be excited about a summer transfer window when you're sitting in 14th place in the West? I like that's a possibility. Well, yeah. it, it feels yeah, I, like yeah. a waste. 
it feels like it could easily be a wasted season. I sure hope it's not. Yeah. I sure hope it's not. I hope I hope the players that are here, it's nice that, you know, we talked, you know, Reynoso's going to be here for the start of the regular season. That's great. But, boy, I hope it's not a wasted season in that regard. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like instead of a rebuilding season, this is the demolition season. That's kind of what it feels like. Mm. Like we're going to just – we're just going to raise this team to the ground and then rebuild is kind of what it feels like it's – it's coming to and Dave, I, I 100% on the same page as you. I hope that's not the case, but that's kind of the, it's kind of the nervous feeling I'm getting. Well, if you, if now if that happens, I mean, we're looking way forward in the future. If we are shit in the middle of the summer, Ray's out of here. Kane Clark is starting. Uh, probably Robin Lude is probably shipped off somewhere. Uh, Pookie's probably, shipped off somewhere um so i mean it could be interesting coming into june and july where this team is at and how much where they're at in the playoff picture because honestly i think if they're in the playoff picture i think the fans are going to start you know f- trying to force the front office to spend some money you know bring in a dp yeah. bring in somebody that'll help the club uh we'll see I, I just I look at this roster and I go, man, there are some holes, some big holes on the back end yeah. that uh, need to be filled. That just like yeah. they're glaring. I, I, left, that, left back, left back, guys, left back. That, that we would have be, no left back. That's right. You know, yeah, I I know about what the Loons picked ninth overall in the Super Draft this year, but I would be interested. To, I mean, I feel like this roster is getting old as well. You know, especially in the in well in the for, in the forward and 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 center back position where you know the loons are, are starting to get old and and maybe a demolition yeah. season as you put it david isn't if things go south early on in the season that could very well be the case if that you know that happens. yeah i mean you could be looking at like an mlb sort of fire sale trade deadline situation where mm-hmm. right tony if they're out of the playoffs if there's not a chance of of correcting the season you know anybody that's familiar with baseball knows that those teams tend to just unload they become sellers and just unload and get what they can get for the good players they have and that could be where we are in you know what's interesting about it's about both mls and mlb is that they major league baseball and major league soccer they both expanded their playoff you know, formats in the last couple of years. And so you have more of the more te- like what nine out of the 14 teams, you know, make the, the playoffs in MLS, as we said here, who knows, they'll probably change that again before the league league actually gets off to its start. I feel like they change the playoff format every single year, but uh, it, but it that, that's why I mentioned 14th. If they are sitting that low in the, the I am not for the record. I, I do not want them to sell Ray. I know we've, everybody has talked about it. But um, if they were 13th, 12th, 13th, 14th in the standings, say, come June, I wouldn't be opposed to it prior to that window opening it at that point. Then you could say, David, like you said, demolition, let's tear it down, start fresh with whoever the new coach will be and see what we can get out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and that's the thing, like, it, it's in a way, you know, obviously we have, what, five weeks yet before the season starts? 
Is that right? Just about. Um, Yeah, we're getting close to a month. You know, things can change, right? Things can be pretty fluid. And we could be completely wrong. I I tend to be a bit pessimistic anyway. So it could be completely wrong. But in a way, it's almost... It's almost like I don't know what the word for it. I, I almost feel at peace <laughs> with how this season could go because you it might be okay to be in that situation where we have to we just have to hit basement. We have to say, you know what, we can sell these players off and we can get twelve million for these players. Think of what we can do with that twelve million. Yep. Free up some cap space for twenty twenty five, right? Yep. You know, it's yeah. It, you know, in a way, that's a it's a very kind of yeah. It kind of makes me kind of at peace. Like you know, we might be okay, or it could be the worst thing ever come summer. But it may actually turn into something really good for twenty twenty five. So maybe. Maybe. maybe the keywords maybe yeah. who know we don't i mean i'm not a big fan of teardowns i know they have to happen and at some point you know every team does it or tries to do it my concern is knowing when to do it you know um i think in the summertime if it happens it happens i think after keith was gone i think the best time would have been this last off season you know, this offseason, right. trying to tear it down. Right. Um, yeah. I know they're trying to bring the band back together and everything, and I get that. But yeah. um, but uh, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, according to uh, our uh, our owner, you know, the team doesn't matter, guys. It's all about the experience, right? <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. Exactly. So if, that, so if that's true, if that's true, you could turn this whole damn team down People will still come for the experience of all that field. Am I right? Yeah, but right. Yeah, that's well, true. Yeah, yeah, we'll see about <laughs> yeah. that. I like I, that. That's great that you brought that up, Tony. That's, yeah. that's funny. It's hilarious. We need comic relief. But it, you know what? He, I'm torn. I'm torn on like, um, you know, tearing it all down or not. I mean, sometimes you have to, David. I think you're right. You have to because you look. I don't want to do this, but I'll do it anyways. You look at like going and switching over to the NFL. You look, a team like the Vikings. It feels like every year for the last how many years they're always in like a competitive rebuild. They call it competitive rebuild where they don't tear it down, right. you know, but they don't go all in either. And so every year they're in the middle of the draft. You know, they pick you know anywhere from eleventh twentieth in that draft, but they're just never bad enough to say, no, we're going to tear it all down. And they're never good enough to say, we're going to make a real run at a Super Bowl. They're just, they're always stuck in like that, you know, purgatory or whatever, just year after yeah, year after right. year. They're just never bad enough to tear it all down. And they're never good enough to have a serious, you know, make a serious run. That's just, so I, I don't want the loons why? to get stuck in that same kind of cycle either. Why did <laughs> you do that, Dave? Why'd you do I that? didn't want to do it, but you I had just, to do it. I just, you just, just gave, popped into my head. I'm sorry you, about that. You, you just gave David an opening to bring his whole <laughs> we need to trade Justin Jefferson because he's a great <laughs> wide receiver and he'll never go to the Super Bowl yeah. with the Vikings. Yeah. This I didn't so, want to bring you the Vikings. I, I didn't have to say it. Thank you. This this <laughs> pod should be more about the Packers and, and their successful season than the Vikings, but I just had to I had to bring the Vikings, Vikings. into it. 
But, you know, to be, you know, right off that, you know, the Packers kind of did a demolition last year, you know, Mm -hmm. like they were Mm -hmm. in a place where they had a few pieces that were young and maybe something, but they knew they weren't going to do anything. And so they kind of went for broke and just blew it up. And now this year, those young pieces are, are, Grow, have grown and then they managed to get really lucky um on some rookies and so they're yeah they're like next year now they look like they're in really good shape um yeah those those types of teardowns are great if you have the front office to do them right and that's what i'm afraid of with minnesota united is that similarly to the vikings they don't have the front office to to actually do that. They're scared. And it, yeah, they're scared. It, it's just kind of yeah. It's they're they're scared of they're scared of their supporters, they're scared of their fans. Mm-hmm. Um I, I would I would I mean I get it. I totally understand it because you see it in sports all the time. A team does that and their fans get pissed off. I would go back to yeah. your point, David. I think one key thing the Packers have done correctly and i hate to say it is they've they've promoted quarterbacks correctly they they took they went from Favre to rogers rogers to love and they've done that and that's the key thing in football is having good quarterback play and they've now it's, done that three times in a row and it's so, so rare you know, to see it's so rare to see though that um to see that because most teams and i get it you 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 look at the teams recently that have made the super bowl and have had successes you want to you want to have a you want to nail that quarterback selection right and then for four or five years have a quarterback on their rookie contract that's a window where you have you know the most important position arguably on your team you're paying at a lower level and then you can spend everywhere else on your roster whereas the packers don't do that or haven't done that in in our lifetimes essentially where they had Jordan Love on the roster for what three four years before he even started the right. game, it's it's interesting. Now it looks like yeah. it's, it, they hit it again and it's going to work, but it's an interesting way of doing things. Most teams don't do that. Yeah, you know, I I think that that's it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's scary as you said. You, you're using up their rookie contract um, mm-hmm. to kind of see feel the water, you know, test the waters to see if they're capable of taking over. Right. And it, I mean, and yeah, the Packers have gotten lucky now, maybe um, to do that, let them sit there on the bench, you know, honestly, probably getting a bit of a chip on their shoulder, which helps, you know, and let them develop and let them kind of get angry about it. And then they come out and they can act and they're actually good. Um, I, I think that soccer, you can do that. If you have a good system for developing that youth, mm, right, which yeah. we don't have, um, not, and we don't yet. even not have yet. a system, we're not da- to develop. Yeah, we're not. We're not Dallas here. We don't. Yeah, have, we're not Dallas, right? Player after player, well, we don't even have a system in place. We don't even have a system in place to develop young players that we transfer in. I mean, we well, we're terrible with development. That's. Hopefully that's different now because we all know Adrian Heath was terrible, terrible at bringing young players and not developing those young players. And that's why 
I'm really excited about Caden Clark because I know if Heath was still around, Caden Clark would just wither on the vine and die because Heath was going to play Renoso, 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 Renoso. Maybe, and I'm saying maybe, maybe a new guy comes in and says, well, Ray, you're going to play 75% and Caden, we're going to give you 25%. Well, and and hopefully he becomes uh, a great uh, number ten. That, that could that could happen, but, but Tony, the, the nice thing about Caden Clark is he certainly has some positional flexibility as well. He doesn't. He's sure. not you know nailed into that ten spot. He doesn't. He can play on yeah. the wing. I, I'm not sure where else he could he can play off the top of my head. But where else would you get starting? Where where else would you get starting minutes though? You've got Lud on no. the right, and you've got Fragapane on the left, and then you, oh, and, you uh, well, you don't see it now. Yeah, you're right, Connor. That's you don't see it. You don't see you don't see him starting ahead of Reynoso or Bongi or Frankapane on the left. You don't see that. But what you hope is he forces him way his himself into the starting right. lineup. You know, at some point, and that's it, what you want the competition. You know, I think yeah, and I think the big thing with Adrian Heath wasn't so much that he didn't give them playing time. I think it was the stuff that was happening in the in the background on the practice field. Right. I don't think that he was good at assessing a player's talent to mm-hmm. give them that opportunity. You know, I, honestly, to be I, I I've been a hard on Bongi even when he's been good, but I think he would have been way better if Adrian Heath wasn't here. And the only reason that Bongi even had a chance was more out of injuries than anything because mm. he, Heath was almost forced to play Bongi this season. Right. And it, even in like, previous season. So it's like, I think that the, what we, we always kind of look at Heath as sucking with the development because he doesn't give young players a chance. But I almost think that it's more the stuff that we don't see the everyday stuff on the practice field in training that he's just really that bad at assessing whether or not a player even deserves to be given that opportunity. And so they just don't get it because he's just, they just never he's get to his, his ways. Yeah. His expectation or whatever. And the only, like I said, the only reason Bongi did was because um, he was, his hand was forced. He had to use Bongi and Bongi was, did enough to show that he deserved to be on the field. Uh, before we get out of this, guys, big question. Can Caden Clark play left back? Is it <laughs> better possible? Than e- better than Ethan uh, Bristow. Well, I said, he was, right. I said he had a little flexibility in his position, but I may, maybe not that much flexibility. Play left so. back? I mean, come on. Uh, I well, will, I'm gonna where, Blake Blake actually has Rosales at left back right now, doesn't he? Right. I like yeah, that, and I like that's that. That's all there I is. Mind, I wouldn't mind That's all there is. Well, I'm Paddleford. But you know, I mean, no Rosales is a left wing. I mean, he's not. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's not even. Rosales, Rosales has played left back for this club, obviously, last year. And he's played left back for did, yeah. um, the Honduras national team as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I and it did quite well in that position. I can't um, can't give you any box scores. But I, I think that's that's a potential. Assuming they, you know, stick with the 4-2-3-1, I think. You know, Rosales at left back is certainly a possibility, at least to start the season. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think that the best thing that they could do is make go to a three back and allow Rosales to be a wing back, potentially because 
it, Rosales at the winger position looked really good at times. No, mm-hmm. I think every time he actually got to play on the wing, he it looked good. And so you could see that that's where he wants to be. So you could probably utilize him as a wing back and you can get that left back out of him, but you still get that that winger out of him too. I'd be yeah. okay with that. And it wouldn't be a huge departure either from 4-2-3-1, honestly. I mean, you can still kind of maneuver the midfield in the same way. Yeah. Before we move on to some soccer history, I just want to mention, and I'm going to say this for the first time, uh, I am a Caden Clark stand now. So I'm going to be on his fan club. First one on the fan club. So it, become, it becomes great. It becomes a great player. Just know I was the first one to say Caden Clark is going to be a great player. You might not have been the first one. Yeah, I guess you'd technically be the first one on this podcast to say that. That's right. That's right. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yep. Every uh, week on this podcast, I'll be doing... I hope you're right. Every week on this podcast... A lot of promise. Every week on this podcast, I'll be doing it. Obviously... Uh, yeah, obviously a Minnesota native, um, of course. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he grow up uh, just a few miles from me, Tony? In Medina, isn't it Medina? Medina. Yeah, he, he yeah, was, he did. Uh, he grew up in Medina. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Right up. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, certainly right fifty-five there. Yeah, not just a few minutes for me. It's nice to have. It's cert- it's always fun. You know, it's a great story if if uh, you know home homegrown talent. You know goes on to have huge success so yeah it was exciting it was exciting seeing him come here so but you know the new i have have any of you guys listened to the sound of the loons episode where i think i mean they 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 talked about him quite a bit in that Mm -hmm. episode i haven't yet i'm going to hopefully this week here but i think it came out just last week so we do a new segment on this podcast called uh the uh kane clark minute i'll be talking about what he's done this last week uh you know, in training and uh, where he's been to eat, Taco Bell probably, maybe some McDonald's. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But uh, yes, I'm I'm big on uh, Caden Clark this this year, uh, especially if Ray gets injured or sent off or whatever transferred. Being Caden Clark, so. I'm going to make a bold move and say we're going to see a photo on Twitter at some point this season of Caden Clark in a Broadway pizza. I think probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's only, he's only twenty years old, guys. So I don't know when his birthday is, but I'm going to say this: when he turns twenty-one, I might have to contact him and be like, "Hey, let's go out. Let's let's have some beers. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do it." Maybe maybe we could send him a care package. We could oh, Minnesota craft beers for his twenty-first yeah. birthday. Come on the. Yeah, yeah, come on the pod and talk about you know your first craft beer that you've had after first yeah. legal craft beer that first you've had. Definitely, craft beer. no, right. no, it's his first craft didn't, beer. Don't throw him under the bus now, Dave. Didn't he play in Europe? Didn't, he did. He played for Leipzig, I think. Yeah, or he played yeah, for Salzburg so. or one, one of those. Well, yeah, because he, he was in the Red Bulls uh, system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, right. Yeah, I mean, so obviously, eighteen is the legal drinking age in in Europe. So, the most part, right. as far as I know, that's so. right. That's right. Yeah. His handlers would never let him. His handlers would never let him come on a podcast like this. They'd be like, "Oh Jesus, not these guys! No way." Um, yeah. So, anywho, off of Loon's talk, 
Connor, you got some Minnesota soccer history for us today? Anything I have a I have crazy? a little. Um so today is January twenty first, two thousand twenty four. We're gonna go back just a few years in twenty twenty. Um not any games that happened on the twenty first, but there was a trade. Uh United traded a third round pick in the two thousand twenty one MLS super draft for a Jacory Hayes. You recognize that name, Jacory Hayes? Of course. Yes. Of course. Corey Hayes. Corey Hayes. I don't even know. What is he doing now? He's fan favorite. favorite. Corey Hayes. Yeah. He was a he was a good player. I, I liked him. I thought he was a good fill in. He not a starter for sure, for sure, but um but had a had had his moments, I think. Um with it being the old season for uh for for drafting from the MLS super draft. I believe I had some other super drafts. Uh, yeah, here we go. January 19th in 2018. There were a few a few names you might uh, recognize here. Uh, Xavier Gomez is the one I didn't recognize. I don't know if... Uh, I don't know where he ended up going, but uh, we Alexi's drafted... Brother? What? Is he Alexi's brother? Nah, he should feel so lucky. Um... <laughs> The other ones are Carter Manley, uh, and then oh, yeah. you had yeah. then you had Wyatt Olmsberg, who I was a big fan of Olmsberg, as a yeah. center back, and then of course uh, Mr. Mason Toy was drafted that year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still picking it. Yeah. He's still in the MLS, isn't he? Uh, I believe he plays for Montreal. He still plays for Montreal, right? Montreal, now. yep, yep. Yeah. Still uh, doing his little shimmy, doing his little shimmy. Yep, the little maracas celebration. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, what else we got here? Okay, another trade. Uh, in twenty twenty, when United traded one hundred and fifty in Gam and fifty k in Tam to LAFC for Mister Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller came to play. Ah, that was a good great, one. Nice. great, mu- great mustache. By the way, great mustache. Yeah, great. And mustache. he was, and he was the uh, Shell's beer guy. I that think. was that was him, wasn't it? Shell's beer. Yeah. Was that Tyler yeah. Miller? That was yeah. Tyler Miller, yeah. Shell's beer guy. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And then, of mm-hmm. course, we signed our first ever homegrown player about a week later. Uh, actually, tomorrow. It'll be uh, four years ago tomorrow uh, when we fir- when we first signed our first ever homegrown player. You remember who that is? is it Fred Emmings? It is Fred, Fred Emmings, yeah. Oh, is. we sh- and we should. We should it mention, is, we forgot to well, mention this in the signings, that he did sign a one-year contract with yeah. uh, MNUFC 2, pretty much. So he's yeah. going to be with MNUFC 2 again this year. So He's a young talent I think we want to hold on to. I think I've, I've, only, I've always liked him. He's only 20, I think, isn't he? Is he if 20? That. Is he, yeah. If that? Yeah. Did we sign him as he, no, he's in 19? Maybe pretty much. Like 15. Yeah, I, that yeah, sounds I right. Like so yeah, he was sixteen when we signed yeah. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll do one more. Um, let's do one more. Let's see if I can find one. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll do a we'll do a result. We'll do a result one. In nineteen eighty seven, the Strikers played a game, and won six to one against the L.A. Lasers. Ooh, the Lasers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bring back, 
bring back those team names, the Lasers. I wish. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they should call LAFC this year. I'm sure they had neon, like, green and orange on their fucking jerseys at that point. Like, just like yep. all that shit. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's some great soccer history. It, Thanks, Connor. Uh, before we get out of here, uh have one funny story to talk about. <laughs> out of Kansas City, guys. Uh, Kansas City couple is charged with collecting man's retirement while keeping his body in their home for six years. Six years. Good Lord. Uh, they have been charged with fraudulently collecting more than $215,000 in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative while they concealed his body inside their home for six years. Authorities say Mike Carroll's pacemaker showed that he died in 2016 at age of 81, but the police didn't discover his body until 2022 after his son-in-law, Kirk Ritter, called police to report his death in the Kansas City suburb. Prosecutors said Lynn and Kirk Ritter, both 61, continued depositing and spending the, uh, from Carroll's bank account even when his body became mummified on, his, on the bed in the, the home he owned. Lynn Ritter is Carol's daughter. Uh, family members would say the Ritters would repeatedly, repeatedly for six years give them excuses about why Carol could never take a phone call or visit while leading them to believe that Carol was still alive. Six fucking years. Lord. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I mean, how this begs the question, guys. You're a family member. One of your family members dies. But you don't know. Of course, you don't know. But you start calling their, you know, their 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 kids or whatever. Hey, can I talk to Uncle Joe? Well, he can't come to the phone right now. Okay, great. A month goes by. Hey, we're gonna come see Uncle. No, he can't. He's he's tired. He's sleeping for six fucking years. Yeah. How does this go yeah. on for I, six years? You, yeah, you, you flags would start to raise after three years. I would say for sure. No, let alone three years. I, I would say days. I mean, like, no, okay. If you I haven't, mean, it depends seen... on the relative. It depends yeah, on the relative. So but no, if no, you no, haven't just... seen your relative in over a year, no. But it's... you're willing to at least call every so often. Then, man, that's on yeah. you. Good point. I don't, I don't know. Good point. Right. Well, then, the like, who wouldn't? Is, who wouldn't then... go check? That, that crazy, so, yeah. That number one, I wouldn't want to be. What about being in that house where he was? Well, they kept? left. Is that what you well, said, left Tony? They, they left. They, they left were, him. They can, well, they, uh, they left him in the home he owned. Part. I don't know if they that's lived the worst there, but they, they left like, him there. What did they do to like cover up the decomposition smell? I wonder. Like, how, knows. look at that from a purely practical st- t- let alone how fucked up emotionally it is. But yeah. you you just look at it from a purely practical point of view. Like, how did nobody notice for six years? Right, right. I mean, my other my other question too is: it wasn't a relative that contacted the police to say he was dead. It was the guy who was doing this whole shit. He's like, after six years, like, well, we should probably say he's dead now, and then him come in. Yeah, you know. Oh, he's but. He- did you not realize that A, he had a pacemaker, was shut off six years ago, and B, he's a mummified fucking body? I mean, how's that going to look? I mean, honestly. Right, yeah, you know, they're kind of smart these days. They can figure things out pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. 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 I don't understand it. And it's only $215,000. We're not talking about a guy who was like rich by any means. We're talking about a guy whose retirement was two, over six years. What's that per year? Like, what is that? Like, that's about thirty five thirty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, thirty yeah. something thousand dollars a year. Yeah, it's not like it's it's not like it's like gonna make you rich. I have a feeling, and they don't say the story, guys. I have a feeling this was related to drugs. Um, I know these people are older, but I have a feeling they were drug addicts or something of that nature. Math, yeah, or math, math yeah. or they were broke. Need to do this shit, but good lord. Six fucking years. Six years. I mean, if I don't hear from my my grandma for like a month, I'm thinking, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. What's going on? You know? Holy shit. So, yeah. There's your story for the night. Uh, Before we get out of here, guys, I want to mention Grand Holler. Uh, Again, thank you to them for letting us use their music for our intro. Um, Go on their Facebook page. Um, they got all their, their dates and stuff. I know they just had a, a really uh, crazy date they had, I think, last weekend or this weekend that they had to play for somebody else. But uh, go in and uh, look at their Facebook page. I have heard there's some rumors they'll be coming down closer to the Metro this spring slash summer. So my hope is to get out to one of those shows. Hopefully Dave and Connor or whoever can come with me and we can get up there and see these guys. Um, David, I don't think they're coming to, they're not coming to Florida anytime soon. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, they are Northern Minnesota boys. They don't, Florida's not their deal. You never know. Maybe they'll go on vacation and get a gig down there. You never know. That's true. We got a margarita village that's opened. There you go. Yeah. Go from Northern Minnesota to Southern Florida. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah, no. I think we yeah. most. Of it, I think right? I'm good. I mean, for this we're good. Game. We're good. Yeah. Uh, the Loons, I believe, start their preseason guys this looks this like week. this Wednesday. Yeah, against this Sporting Air, we should Sporting Arizona FC. So uh, down in Tucson, which would be great. And they, they play. They, they flew out as we record. Yeah, they flew out today, Sunday. Um, and then they play the Coachella so. Invitational, I believe, uh, later this. Is that the following week? I guess I should know this, but is that the following week? That that's, not till, that's not until February February tenth. It looks like. Oh, a couple uh, weeks out. Okay, so they'll. So we've got uh, but... Sporting Arizona FC. We have CF Montreal, probably both down in Tucson, and then there's an inner squad swim inner squad scrimmage, and then uh, then they go to out to Coachella and play some games out there. So. You know, you know what would be nice is if we could watch some of these preseason matches on, I don't care yeah. if it's streaming or Apple TV or whatever. Right. Right. It probably nice. could somewhere. Like I, right. I think like Inter-Miami, uh, they're mm-hmm. on like a worldwide, you know, preseason tour. And I assume, I think even some of their preseason matches are going to be available on Apple TV. Of now, course they, they are. have. Of a course they player are. They're doing an Inter-Miami Al Nasser game. I, uh, I wonder, yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why. They, they have some players that people know. Yeah. 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 They're kind of average, but they're not great. Not great. No. Yeah. But do, they, do, but do they have a, a center midfielder from Argentina as a 10, like of Reynoso's quality? I mean, I don't know. I guess of Reynoso's quality specifically? I don't Maybe. know. Yeah. 
Maybe similar. Yeah. Yeah. They got some they got some players. Yeah. So uh yeah, so they got the preseason preseason coming up. Yeah. Um this is episode one ninety nine, guys. It is the one ninety nine. We have two hundred is wow. the next one. Yeah. Which is a big one. Um yep. we uh originally thought we'd do like twenty of these and now it's two hundred. It's crazy. Um so next one we're Honestly, some specials. I thought we were gonna do about six. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> yeah, it's about right. I, All right. Honestly, what what when did I first come on episode three or four? I thought you were gonna be about three or four. I thought the one I came on would be the last one. So <laughs> but it crossed our I minds. Didn't ruin it. We we well, had backroom discussions. <laughs> we did. We did. Actually, we're like Dave. That's kind of sucks with Dave. We're out. Uh, no, we. Uh, I think the beer helps. I think the seriously. I think the alcohol helps. <laughs> like, true. Um, yes, but beer, uh, beer does help dealing with me. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, not well. Come on. Is that what you meant? Be done. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. So... Didn't mean. I didn't mean it that way. God damn it. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But, yeah, just uh, to, I want to clarify that point. Sorry, been friends for a long time, Dave. I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna get to I'm not getting to this podcast. Um, all right, episode 200 is the next one, guys. Uh, we're gonna do some special things on that. Uh, we're gonna talk about it as a group and see what we're gonna do. Uh, we might split it up into two episodes, um, regular episode and then a special one. We'll see how that goes, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, so for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in like two weeks. Sounds good. Go loons. Go loons. Go loons. Go loons. Go loons.